Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway, don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going, we will drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And uh, my special guest who will be here in a few minutes, Dr. Bob Winters. We're going to go on the couch with Dr. Bob for a little bit tonight to get some uh, tips on how to handle our mental game a little bit better. But we've got a lot of golf talk coming up. Tonight, we have Justin Thomas, another first-time winner, overcoming a double bogey on the 14th and some nervous moments on the final hole Sunday to win the CIMB Classic for his first PGA Tour title over in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. The 22-year-old American hold a six-foot par putt on the par 518th for a one-stroke victory over Australian Adam Scott. Thomas shot a 6-under 66 for a tournament record 26-under 262 total. And, uh, of course, uh, Justin Thomas, a close friend of Jordan Spieth and continues the early season trend of players in their early 20s claiming their first PGA Tour victories. And this weekend and Beginning this evening, actually, we've got the HSBC World Golf Championships over in China, and we're going to check in with our main man to uh, get more of the scoop on what's happening there, as well as back-to-back tournaments on the tour this week, the Sanderson Farms Championship in Jackson, Mississippi, with our favorite, our main man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Very well, my friend. Uh, we still we still have a lot going on here. We've got uh, European Tour, the race to Dubai. We've got the LPGA Stars uh, wrapping up their season, and the race to the CME. People are racing everywhere to finish uh, to finish off the golf season and the and the Champions Tour as well. So, lots lots of golf here in the next few weeks, Bob. Yeah, I mean, as we've discussed, it never really ends, does it? And uh... You know, I will say this, though, as someone who's been a sort of a, you know, a, a stick in the mud over them continuing to play golf at this time of year, it's been a it's been an interesting start to the new season. I mean, uh, with these three young guys winning, uh, you know, especially Justin Thomas this last week, you know, the guy who really you could have made an argument for him being rookie of the year, a uh, good friend of Jordan Spieth, had a great college career at Alabama, uh, you know, came out with some fanfare and, 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 and couldn't get the job done in the final rounds. To win the way he did was really nice. And uh, you had Adam Scott up there, which is good to see. And um, obviously now you've got this this kind of odd uh, 
this kind of odd situation this week where you've got the last WGC of the year on one tour and the first of the new season on the other one, uh, you know, on a pretty good field. So, and then of course you've got Steve Williams in, in a book. So it's, it's, uh, it seems like it never really ends. No, it doesn't. Uh, lots of lots to get to tonight. Well, what's interesting too is now as we look at the Sanderson Farms event, which you would think, to, you know, to some sort of a, an afterthought, they've just re-upped their sponsorship, which is great news. But now we've got some great players to keep our eyes on. You know, between Patrick Rogers, Jason Bond, Smiley Kaufman, who we now know a little bit about. Uh, Patton, is it Kassir? I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his name. Yes, exactly. Um, so, you know, we've got some great players to watch over there and a, a packed field, of course. Uh, Jordan Spieth playing his first tournament in, what, about uh, a month since the President's Cup? Right. Said it's been his longest yep. break since he was about 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, and a kind of a well-deserved one, too. Uh uh, there was a lot of kind of there was a lot of conjecture about where he was going to fit in his, his downtime uh, because uh, uh, he's, he he had such a had such a strong year and played a lot and he's uh, playing in this event you know it wouldn't have surprised me if he if he had skipped uh, and then he I, I'm assuming he's going home and then a couple of weeks he's going. Uh, to Australia to to play the Australian Open, and then the following week is Tiger's event in the Bahamas. That's pretty taxing, you know. That's a lot of that's a lot of travel, uh, and then just a few weeks after that, the you know the the Hyundai event in Hawaii. So it's a lot of travel, and and, uh, and then he's apparently he's playing uh, uh, in in late January. He's playing an Asian Tour event, I believe, in Singapore. So, you know, uh, Jordan's going to be cashing in a little bit and, and flying around and keeping busy. And uh, it's um, uh, how he manages his schedule now going into 2016 will be kind of a, you know, a storyline to watch, I think, as we, yeah, as obviously the expectations are going to be high. There's going to be people wondering, uh, can he back up last year? Maybe that's unfair, but he come close to doing what he did. And uh, he's going to, um, uh, you know, I think have some interesting uh, things to to hurdle in terms of his schedule and staying fresh and, and motivated and all those things that these guys run into when they get successful. Well, we keep reading these stories about him that are, you know, ongoing displays of how refreshing he is in terms of, you know, his rising star. I read a story about him describing his trophy collection. Did you happen to see this, uh, Bob? You, you know, that, that basically he's got um, kind of the trophies scattered around his, his bedroom. <laughs> must, be, must be a large bedroom. But I envisioned, you know, his trophies sort of like many of us have treadmills with our clothes hanging on them, right? He said there's a U.S. Open trophy in one corner of the bedroom, a green jack in the closet, a crystal trophy from the Tour Championship over here, and... You know, a few others over there. <laughs> he said, you know, I never wanted to just display stuff. That's what we try to win. And when we win, we get satisfaction. It's very satisfying. And then we go on to the next goal. We go on to the next trophy. I feel uncomfortable if it's all out in the open. I mean, this guy is something else. Yeah, he is. I mean, I would recommend that uh, it's not the, 
not the worst thing in the world to have a trophy room or a trophy case and have them displayed nicely and, and only certain people get to look at it. You know, that would be, that'd be better than just leave them scattered about your room. But, um, you know, Hey, whatever works for him. And, uh, um, obviously what he's doing at this age, forget it, his forget age, any age, it's, it's uh, tremendous. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, he's obviously shown great maturity and he's handled this success beautifully. And, and really we've not seen much, uh, much negativity, uh, around him, uh, I think we keep waiting for that, and yet it doesn't happen. He he, he manages to to do and say the right things, and and uh, you know as I was mentioning earlier, I think his only hurdle coming up is just managing it all. It's it's got to be tough. It's not that easy to to you know to to say no to people and to and to uh, figure out the best you know the best way to to perform. Well, I I saw a picture of. Rory's trophy case in his new house down in West Palm. Uh, I think he'd like a few of Jordan's trophies to fit in some of those empty spaces. He definitely wants that. Uh, he definitely wants that Masters trophy and the and the and the green jacket to complete the career Grand Slam. And uh, you know, it's amazing to think that a year ago this time, you know, Rory was was the absolute far and away number one. Uh, with seemingly no chance of being caught anytime soon, and now here we are. You know, not only did, did Jordan have the year he had, but so did Jason Day. And Rory, Rory is third, and my understanding is now he can't even get to second this week with a win uh, in, in China. So, uh, you know, that's a pretty startling turn of events uh, for really a pretty short time. And Rory, uh, continuing with some bad luck, he's starting to look like Jimmy Fallon in terms of being somewhat, you know, accident-prone and apparently got food poisoning by choosing a club sandwich on the uh, hotel menu versus Japanese baked eel, which he thought might be a better bet. Yeah, that's that's some, that's some more bad luck there, isn't it? Uh, hey, but, you know, hopefully he's okay. Um Beware the wounded golfer. Uh, you know he had a pretty good week last week in Turkey. Just didn't just didn't have a great final round, but he still finished sixth. And uh, uh, you know it's it's weird to think that this is going to be a disappointing year for him, but he's probably going to win the race to Dubai, and uh, and and we're going to be talking about uh, how his year wasn't up to standard. Which uh, you know obviously I think you go back to the to the ankle injury. It just changed everything. He was playing pretty well at that time, and who knows how things might have been different at St. Andrews if he'd have been fully fit and ready to go. Instead, you know, he missed three big tournaments and, and really, uh, you know, wasn't the same. I'd actually say it, it, the way he's played since has is, is, is been fairly uh, impressive given what he went through. We're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Well, the guy who is peaking at the right time over on the European Tour, one of my favorites, Victor Duby, Victor Dubisson. Uh, wins for the second time in the Turkish Airlines Open. Yeah, which was the one that kind of got him his start a few years ago. He won that tournament in 2013, and that you know vaulted him up the up the world rankings, and you know it, it got him in the in the match play the following year. That's the one he lost to Jason Day in extra holes, and um, so uh, don't quite know what his personal issues were that made him so emotional. Uh, you know, he played on the Ryder Cup team last year. Uh, he's given up his um, he's given up his 
PGA Tour membership just to stay in Europe, and maybe that's going to be going to help him out. It's a tough, tough doing both, but uh, it's a great win for him, and and it's obviously good for for Europe too, and the whole Ryder Cup thing. You know, to have a guy like that reemerge again. Yeah, and nobody can forget that amazing uh, <laughs> second, uh, or I mean, a, a quarterfinal round in the WGC out in Arizona when it seemed like he could chip the ball out of every cactus that he put it under. Absolutely. That was a phenomenal performance. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, he's been kind of quiet since then and uh, uh, just sort of middling. You know, he didn't come close to keeping his PGA Tour card and uh, this year. And uh, so, you know, a little bit back to the drawing board and here now he gets a big win and, and uh, at a heck of a nice tournament as well. You you mentioned it briefly when we came on, Bob, that uh, Stevie Williams, Tiger's Long, Time Caddy has come out with this book. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I have not read the book yet. I've not been able to access it. It's not that easy to get your hands on at the moment. Um, uh, but, you know, obviously the excerpt was meant to to, to cause a stir as it has. Um, my guess is that, you know, there are some good things in the book. There are probably some really interesting things. Let's be honest. Um, you know, Steve is a hell of a caddy. He's been highly regarded by everyone who's worked, who, who he's worked for, including Tiger. You know, Tiger was very complimentary of him during their time. I mean, you can't be together 13 years and win all those tournaments, 13 majors, and I believe it was 65 PJ Tour events together, something like that. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, I find it disappointing that he would hold this grudge and not just seize on all the good. I mean, obviously, it was a strong partnership. Uh, Tiger never uh, never downplayed that. Uh, Steve made millions of dollars. Uh, you know, I conservatively put it at $6 million. It's probably more. And, uh, you know, to make the slave comment was just, you know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, in jest today, in, in, in the piece that I wrote, uh, in my notes column, you know, I, I wondered if, you know, if he was also upset about having to rake bunkers and, and 10 flagsticks. I mean, let's be honest, this is what caddies do. That's part of your job is to pick up clubs and, you know, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he was upset with, you know, some of Tiger's on-course behavior. Well, you know, a lot of guys do that. You know, there's a lot of guys who kind of flip the club towards the bag as they walk up there while the caddy's usually getting a divot walking back anyway i mean it just sort of um sort of seemed petty to me and uh uh but anyway you know that's his right to 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 write a book and you know i think my guess is there's some really good insight in there that's being overlooked because of the you know because of the whole tiger part of this well we've certainly learned and seen this year uh you know how caddies are really you know getting their due and uh, of course we've talked a, a lot about how jordan continually talks about his team and, you know, refers to he and his caddy, Michael, as we, uh, you know, and we look at uh, Bones and Phil and, you know, certainly uh, appreciate how important uh, the, the caddy is to the player. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, you know, now there's there's a lot of guys who, who go through caddies, uh, you know, like they go through whatever, cars, you know. I mean, it's just like kind of they're changing them up all the time. I think you find, though, and, and, and some guys just need to do that, but I think you find the most successes with the ones who stick with the same guy. 
You know, they, they, they have confidence in, in, in their in their lives. You know, they, they have a guy they're comfortable with. And, uh, you know, Tiger's done that throughout his career, so has Phil. Um, I think, he's, you know, you've seen that with Rory. He's had the same caddy for his whole career. Jordan now has Jason Day. I mean, uh, Kyle Swatton has sort of been like a father figure to him. Um, you know, it's important. And uh, I don't think anybody's diminishing, uh, you know, what Steve Williams has done. You know, he caddied for Greg Norman, caddied for Ray Floyd. Those guys all raved about him. You know, but those relationships came to an end, too. And, um, you know, I, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's sort of unfortunate that, um, you know, that it kind of comes to this. I think he could have probably written a book and it, it could have been a nice book that chronicles, chronicle a, a remarkable caddying career. But of course, maybe you're not going to sell it unless you do what he just did. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I think it, it, you know, timing wise, it, it definitely seems a, a little bit, uh, sour grapes, but, uh, we're going to. Have fun this week watching golf in prime time again, Bob. Who are you picking for the HSBC? Wow, good good question. Um, you know, I I uh, I sort of like Ricky Fowler a little bit. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's he just played a couple of weeks ago in Vegas. I mean, he's not one of these one of the guys who hasn't played. You know, maybe I should be picking Kevin Na. I mean, is is, is he going to finally break through? The guy has been there on the back nine of three straight tournaments. And, uh, you know, two seconds and a third. Uh, you got to believe that he's going to break through here one of these times. It's been a pretty impressive run despite not winning. Well, we'll see. We'll check in with you next week. As always, thanks for spending some time with us. Check it out, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. You. You're listening to Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. Lots more golf talk coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And my special guest, one of my favorites, Dr. Bob Winters in the house, Dr. Bob. Uh, Holly, thank you very much. I have a two-stroke penalty for being a little bit late. Hey, you I braved was, the traffic. Hey, I was Fairways on Fairways of I-4, a little <laughs> rough tonight. That's the new ride at Universal. It's called Downtown Orlando I-4 I-4 Ultimate. Unbelievable. I'm not so sure about ultimate. You right go now. 40 miles an hour, then you come to a dead stop. Then 40 miles an hour and dead stop. Well, hopefully we're keeping all <laughs> of our, our loyal listeners out there uh, entertained for a, a few minutes while you safely find your way home. Uh, Dr. Bob, you've had some good stuff going on uh, at the David Ledbetter Academy and with uh, drbobwinters.com, your amazing website. You've got some players that are really doing some great stuff. Yeah. Fill us in. Well, kudos you know, to some of our up-and-coming young tour players, Lanto Griffith, who played for Virginia Commonwealth, along with Rafa Campos, who he was roommates with. They finished 1-2 in the latest PGA Tour uh, Latin America tournament. Also, one of my players, Stephen Fox, finished fifth in that tournament. So three out of the top five have been sort of Dr. Bob people. And, and I'm so excited for Lanto. He belongs out here in Orlando at Orange Tree Country Club and just a great talent. And for him to play that final round with his former roommate in college, Rafa Campos, who comes from Puerto Rico, to win down there, it's just a, a huge you know, uh, springboard here going into some of the final stages of Q School. 
And, and that's and that's just one of the couple of good things going on. Here. And I know, too, somebody you've worked with a long time that a lot of people may not know, Brooks Kepka, who's now, what, number 12 in the world rankings? Yeah, Brooks is doing great and had a nice conversation with uh, Jaime Diaz of Golf Digest fame, who is writing a wonderful piece here coming out in January 2016. Uh, some of the stuff, you know, that I've done with Brooks over the years and Trying to really find out what is that magic formula, you know, for a, a champion like Brooks Kepka and Jordan Spieth and people like that. And I'll tell you what, it's just they love to win. They love to compete. And when you've got that combination along with talent, whew, you know, look out. Yeah. And, and what's it, what is it that keeps fear out of, you know, these, these great players? I mean, you know, you look at some of the pressure pack situations they get in and, and you know, uh, especially these these young players that um, have you know had to already overcome uh, you know Justin Thomas tr- getting the job done on Sunday and, um, and you know uh, uh, Emilio uh, Grio the other week who had uh, you know had had um, the chance to win a tour event before and then looked like he was faltering and was able to get the job done. Well, I just think that's composure via repeated exposure. I mean, you take a, a look at someone like Justin Thomas. And he actually double bogeys 14. But he's got Jimmy Johnson, who used to caddy for Steve Stricker and still does, great veteran caddy, who has this sort of carefree-type confidence, very relaxed. He kept Justin in the moment. And that's exactly really what happens is that you just keep playing. And here Justin Thomas makes three birdies in the follow-up holes and actually makes a clutch five-footer, and he ends up winning. So... I, I think the biggest thing is they, they have this carefree confidence and they give themselves permission to just go out and play. And lo and behold, they end up winning. Well, we've got a lot of golf to talk about. We've got Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post coming up next. He's back from Asia and covering the LPGA Tour. Stay with us. The Golf Insiders will be back with more golf talk. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. just make we're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with my special guest, Dr. Bob Winters from the David Ledbetter Academy. And we will waste no more time because uh, this man has been globetrotting because he is one of the best writers for Global Golf Post. Steve Eubanks on the line with us to fill us in on his latest travels following the LPGA over in Asia. Hello, Steve. How are you, Holly? Good to be back. Oh, I know you have been on quite a quite a uh, an odyssey, I guess. Uh, you know, lots of focus this time of year with golf over in Asia, not only the LPGA Tour, but we know this is a little bit of the Asian swing, if you will, for the PGA Tour. Uh, Malaysia last week, and now in China, lots going on. Especially uh, news, I guess, that China has banned the the, the Communist Party has banned golf to all its members. Um, you know, all all kinds of breaking news right now in the golf world. There really is. I mean, I, it, it makes sense for the professional tourists to go over there this time of year. And, and as I have told everyone, until you go over there and see it and see the reaction that the Asian fans have when, when uh, particularly the LPGA shows up, 
you have no idea. I mean, we think we know what it's like when they're there, but but until you until you see uh, the excitement and and uh, the, the crowds and the size and how how enthusiastic they are, and um, I mean, they're running between holes, they're pushing to get autographs, they're taking pictures. You can't walk down the street at night with a player uh, without somebody coming up and wanting a picture, and in most instances, they're drawing a crowd. I mean. I found it quite unbelievable in some in some places. We were miles away from the golf course, just going out to have uh, Korean barbecue one night, uh, and we're suddenly swarmed by a crowd of fans wanting to take pictures with everyone. It was it was astonishing to see uh, just how popular the game is over there, particularly for the women. And I think that's wonderful that they are able to go over and do that this time of year, because quite frankly, once football season starts, it's tough to get the American fans, sports fans' attention. So why not go where the fan wants you to be? Uh, and this time of year, it's certainly Asia. Well, and, and and some of that money also coming back to support the tour here. I know I uh, read that uh, Volvic, the golf ball company, it's a Korean-based company, is sponsoring a new LPGA event in Michigan, I believe, over uh, Memorial Day weekend beginning uh, next year. So, you know, these relationships helping uh, the tour expand on, on both sides of the world. Well, it really is. I mean, Vol- uh, you know, you have Volvic, you have Kia, uh, you, you know, you have a lot of Korean companies that are, that are very intimately engaged and actively involved in the LPGA Tour over here. Uh, and, and, you know, when you look at, uh, at the television numbers over there for the LPGA, you quickly understand why. Uh, the LPGA in, in uh, Korea will draw twice the audience on a weekly basis that the PGA Tour will draw. And when a Korean player is in contention, it draws three times the audience that the PGA Tour will draw. It, it's, I mean, we're talking, you know, college football kind of numbers here. It's, it's, it's astounding uh, how, many, how people are engaged and involved in women's golf over there. Well, I think that was, you know, again, another uh, showcase to have the President's Cup over um, in, in Korea and – do you see the Asian um, swing expanding? You know, it, it really depends. I mean, I think it, it's very difficult to say because you never know what the political situations are over there, as, as you just discussed earlier. I mean, everybody assumed that the next great golf boom was going to come out of China. Uh, and I think we've seen that, uh, that that's, I, it, you know, to, to say it's been paused is quite an understatement uh, with the current uh, decree from the communist government that uh, – you know, no no party members are able to join golf clubs. They've shut down all construction over there. I was talking to an architect who uh, did a good amount of work over there. He said there's no new new construction going on. So, uh, I mean, we all thought that China was going to be the next big player in the game, and, and that uh, doesn't seem to be panning out at the moment. But, um, you know, look, I mean, in terms of uh, enthusiasm and dollars, that's where it is right now. So, uh, you know, I think that's where you have to go. Well, we're seeing a lot of enthusiasm, too, on the PGA Tour with uh, three first-time winners. I know you just also experienced a, a great new collegiate event, the Eastlake Cup in uh, your neck of the woods, Atlanta, at the Atlanta yeah. Golf Club. I was, I was out there the last couple of days. Yeah, it was a tremendous event. I, I was so pleasantly surprised. Um, it, you know, it, it was more or less a made-for-television event when we took the, uh, the final four teams from both the men's and women's NCAA finals and pitted them against each other again. Now, it's this year's iteration, so if they were seniors last spring, uh, they aren't on the teams. But, uh, you know, you, they were able to go back out, play semifinal matches, and then mat- and then uh, finals. Uh, it, was a, it was an opportunity for these 
these colleges to play in a match play event, which they rarely get to do until the NCAAs roll around. Uh, and it was just wonderful, uh, wonderful competition and great television uh, on a great golf course. You know, they were all thrilled to be there. Uh, Illinois ended up beating Georgia in the final on the men's side, uh, and USC um, beat Duke on the women's in matches. One of them went to the 18th hole, and the other uh, went extra holes on the 19th hole. So it was uh, it was compelling stuff. And we have more compelling season finales. The uh, Charles Schwab Cup Championship this week. The top 30 players on the Champions Tour uh, will be at Desert Mountain for the season-ending event. Uh, Tom Pernice is the defending champion. We have quite a points race going on uh, between Bernhard Longer and Monty, as well as um, Jay Haas. So there's there's a lot in the mix here. It's going to be pretty exciting. It really is. I mean, that, you know, you you uh, you just you, you wonder um, this time of year uh, how many people how many people are continue to be interested in in the Champions Tour, but with this kind of a race and with those names at the top of the leaderboard on, on this uh, race of the Charles Rock Cup, I think you're going to have a lot of people that are extremely interested in tuning in and see how this thing plays out. Uh, you know, we've uh, Bernhard and, and Monty have been uh, near the tops of the leaderboards almost every week. I mean, you can't, you can't remember a week when they weren't either in the final group or, or close to the final group. So it's been, uh, you know, it's been a fun season-long uh, duel between those two. Yeah, and uh, Duffy Waldorf winning his first tournament after uh, way many more starts than we probably would have expected for Duffy before he landed his first Champions Tour win. I think, you know, for many of us who watch these guys growing up, it's kind of fun now to see them go out on the Champions Tour and win. Well, uh, you, you say that, Holly, when there are guys out there that you played amateur golf with that were younger than you that uh, that are now playing on the Champions Tour, it is. It is a bit of a, a blow Humbling. to the noggin. It's kind of a blow to the noggin to, re- to realize how old you've gotten. <laughs> well, I know, uh, you know, as a result, you bring us just a great depth about what's going on all around the world in golf. That's why we love Global Golf Post. And also now, of course, the race to Dubai uh, finishing up here in a couple of weeks. And that's tightening up. That's, of course, Europe's season ender with a big $8 million bonus pool. I mean, they're just, you know, they're handing out this moolah everywhere. They really are. I mean, you know, you've got the HSBC this week. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to that, seeing, uh, uh, seeing who's going to walk away. I, I, you know, when you've got the greatest players in the world playing on the other side of the world, it's a little difficult to set your alarm clock to get up in time. But uh, it's going to be fun to see. And how about the... Race to the CME, which will wind up in the Sunshine State here in Naples. Who uh, do you see? Uh, I was just talking to Dr. Bob here, who has worked uh, with Lydia Co. out at the David Ledbetter Academy, and uh, she's on a a roll now. Her her game's peaking at the right time. I got to tell you, Lydia, it may be the most remarkable young woman I have ever been around. I had breakfast with her uh, in Taiwan. Um, and did, you know, right before she won the event there, and uh, you know, she she just is she is as even keel and as mature an eighteen year old as I've ever seen. I tell I've told everyone I think she's eighteen going on forty. Uh, just the way she handles herself in every circumstance uh, is nothing short of remarkable. And then you throw her golf game in on top of that, where uh, you know I, I tell everyone there's nothing that that 
really stands out as incredible. She doesn't blow it past you off the tee. She doesn't stuff her irons, all of her iron shots. But she never makes a mistake. She's never on the wrong side of the fairway. She never short sides herself on the greens. She's always leaving herself with uphill putt. And and I think the most incredible thing, she hits almost every putt the correct speed. I've never seen her blow a little putt six feet by or leave one five feet short. Uh, she'll miss a few, but when she misses them, she leaves herself with with easy tap ins. So it's um, I mean it, it's really been uh, a remarkable two year run, and, and uh, I think that we're seeing a lot of history here that I hope people are paying attention to because you may never see it again. Well, she you know it reminds me sort of the female Jordan Spieth. And and while being almost five years younger, it is remarkable. You look at, you know, how Jordan has handled things at his young age and Lydia at her age. And, Bob, any, any comments you can share about her? Yeah, Steve, Dr. Bob Winters here. And I agree with you wholeheartedly with Lydia. And having spent, you know, a lot of time with her now with, you know, Ledbetter at the Academy. And David and I always sort of speak of this uh, Lydia with such a high regard and as I was telling Holly G here just earlier before we got on the air, Lydia is one of these people that has this presence about her that she doesn't forget any of the little people. Uh, she's so gracious in her interviews, whether it's you know winning, losing, uh, being in a contention. But she really has this you know mental and emotional composure about her that just translates just not only on the golf course but off the golf course as well. And I think that's why everyone loves her. Everyone wants to be around her, and all these young girls want to be like her. Well, and they should. I mean, if there's a role model for uh, for young girls right now, I would point to her and say that this is it. Uh, be, be like Lydia. She is as uh, she is as charming and delightful as you think she is, uh, and she is also as mature as she appears uh, in every respect. I have just been. I cannot speak highly enough of her, and and like it's like you said, Bob. I mean, I I interviewed her. Five minutes after she does not win in Korea, where she carried a 54-hole lead into the final round, uh, and she, you, you would have, you would never have known. You would never have known that she didn't win. She was looking forward to the next week. She was just, you know, happy and, and uh, delighted to, to be over there, and and she was able to let that go. She was able to to almost immediately say, "Oh well, that's golf," uh, and then and then press ahead and win the next week. So it's. Um, it's really amazing, and it's something that I think a lot of people can learn from. Great time for golf, Steve, uh, both uh, in women's and men's golf as the uh, youngsters carry the torch forward. Steve Eubanks from Global Golf Post. You can get it every Monday morning in your email for free. Just go to globalgolfpost.com. Thank you always, my friend, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Alex. See you soon. All right. You're listening to Golf Insiders 96 more. 96.9 The Game. We'll be back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so we're back, the Golf Insiders, are wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly Geo, along with my special guest, Dr. Bob Winters. And uh, listen up, all you traveling golfers out there, because uh, the next guy, you know, we always like to bring you the latest, coolest stuff happening in the golf world. Well, our next guest has come up with just one of the coolest concepts I've heard. And whether you're going on a golf 
holiday with your buddies or you're going out on business, this company's going to save you the hassle of bringing your clubs through the airport, you know, waiting for excess luggage, paying the extra charges, worrying about having them stolen or damaged. you got to hear about this concept because uh, it's something you might want to do on your next golf trip because they're here in Orlando, and I have the big dog of clubs to hire, Tony Judge, on the line. Tony, welcome to the Golf Insiders. Hi, Holly. How are you? Nice to be there. Fantastic. So you started this originally over in Europe about five years ago, I understand? That's right, Holly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we started off in uh, 2010 on the back of really, I suppose, you know, uh, what was happening in, in the airline industry in Europe. And uh, it was just crazy expensive to put your golf clubs on the plane. It was anything from 60 to 100 euros return. And uh, just the hassle of bringing the golf clubs out and the inconvenience. And uh, I think just people, I think, had enough of it. And uh, that's how the business, you know, was born. We saw the gap in the market and we said, look, let's do something, uh, you know, at, at a very high end here. Let people, you know, have a choice of renting quality golf clubs at a really affordable price. And, and that's what we did five years ago. Well, how do you go about renting them? I know you offer all the latest models from TaylorMade, Callaway, etc. So this is a great opportunity if you're going away to test out some new clubs and, uh, you know, not have to deal with the hassle of, of taking them along. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it, it, it's really simple, Holly. Uh, you just go on to the website, clubstohire.com. You put in your location. So let's say you're traveling from Orlando to, say, Vegas or Scottsdale, which are some of the locations that we service here in, in the U.S. You simply go on, put in the dates of your travel. Um, the list of golf clubs that appear in front of you is a live list of golf clubs. So you can go in there and pick a nice set of tailor-made Callaway. We've, we've a great range of ladies' clubs as well. So you go in there, you pick whatever set you want. Uh, they can be stiff. Uh, they can be regular shaft, a graphite shaft, or whatever. And we, we do a great range of putters, obviously putters, tailor-made putters. You simply pick the set. It's $80 for a week. Uh, put it into your cart, and you pay for it. And it's as simple as that. And then what happens is um, our uh, representative in, let's say you've booked the set to go into, let's say, Scottsdale, uh, will contact you, and they'll agree a time and a place to deliver the clubs to your hotel or to the airport, or to, you know, wherever you're staying in the Scottsdale area, and then they pick it up, um, you know, at an agreed time, five days or seven days later. So, you know, all for $80 uh, for a week. Now, am I um, hearing a bit of an Irish accent? Uh, having a name like Gagan, I usually can pick up on that, Tony. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, I'm from Dublin, uh, Dublin and Ireland. Uh, I'm proud of it. Uh, we've, a, you know, a great kind of culture in Ireland for starting new companies, and we're big into our golf over there. So the business started there five years ago. Uh, we've 27 locations worldwide now, and we'll in Europe this year we look after about 75,000 golfers. And so it's beginning to get good traction in Europe. And the obvious choice was, you know, the, the next obvious move for the business was to come into the U.S where there's 20 million-plus golfers, of which we reckon there's somewhere probably between 5 and 10 million of them, you know, going on golf trips, whether it be in, within the United States or, or heading to Europe to play golf, because we already get a huge amount of golfers coming to, uh, coming to Europe, you know, most notably the Lynx courses in Ireland and, and Scotland. So we're already getting good business from the U.S. golfer. And you've just opened here in Orlando? 
Yeah, Orlando has, has been busy. We, we opened up in August and we've had a very busy September and October. So Orlando's going really well and we're in Scottsdale in Phoenix and, uh, sorry, Phoenix, yeah, Scottsdale, Phoenix. And uh, we're also in Las Vegas. And just this week we opened in the Caribbean in Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, which again is another hotspot for a lot of American people heading out, you know, for a bit of Caribbean golf and weather. Tony, hi, this is Dr. Bob Winters, and I was talking to Holly, and, you know, kudos to you, it's a great idea. I was talking to Holly uh, on break, I said, you know, as soon as I heard about this idea, I said, I've written so much about the novelty effect, the golden putter syndrome, about how you put a new club in your hand, and there's no uh, negative backlogs, no bad memories, so now if you can actually go on a trip, now you can actually anticipate going to a new golf course of new golf clubs, and you actually uh, can play with some of the very best equipment, try it out. And uh, there's a great consolation prize. If you don't play well, you could always blame it on it was just the rental set, and it only cost you $80. So it's sort of a win-win situation. So I'm, I'm very excited for you, and uh, good luck and continued great success. Thanks very much. Yeah, look, I mean, I would have said a few years ago when we started that price was the big, the big factor but, but certainly over the last few years, Bob, uh, you know, convenience is a massive thing. And as you said, the choice to try out a brand new set of TaylorMades or Callaways with, you know, the right kind of shafts in them. And as you said, if they don't work out, you can blame the clubs. But tons of our clients are doing that, using it, liking it, and then going home back to their PGA Pro and buying a set off them. Well, I think this is a fantastic concept as somebody that travels a lot, and Dr. Bob as well. Uh, Tony, do, do you have to have, um, you know, is clubs to hire, do they have to be in each city from where you're leaving to where you're going, or how does that part of it work? No, no, it's just, I mean, it's, it's you know, we, we are at the city that you're flying into. So you go on there, and if, if you're flying into any of the 27 locations where we're based, uh, you just simply pick that, just like booking a car or booking an aeroplane, and you just pick your location, whether it be, you know, Vegas, uh, Punta Cana, you know, Dublin, Edinburgh, wherever it is, and then the list of golf clubs come up in front of you. You pick whatever set you want. It's a live booking engine. So what you see in front of you is what's available. And, you know, once you book it, you get a confirmation. And it's as simple as that. And then you get a confirmation within 24 hours from our representative who agrees to meet you in the city that you're arriving into. So it's a very comforting feeling that you know that, you know, the set's going to be delivered into your hotel, nice brand new set, and you don't have all that inconvenience and hassle and worry of putting the clubs on the, you know, on a plane. And the other thing I just noticed today, Holly, actually, I read an article that a lot of the airlines are just about to jack up their fees here. I, I read an article today in the Los Angeles Times that uh, Frontier and uh, what's the other crowd? I think Spirit are hiking their rates. So, you know, the airlines don't want the weight and, uh, you know, they're, they're making it, you know, almost impossible to put your golf clubs on the plane. So it's, look, it's not the answer for everyone, but for a lot of people, it saves them a lot of time, hassle and inconvenience of dragging their clubs with them. Well, it sounds like a great idea. Tony, have you ever, ever had anybody say, hey, listen, I played such you know, a great round of golf. I had the best, you know, rounds of my life. I want to buy this set. Now, that's not another set. I want to buy this set. Have you actually encountered that situation yeah. yet? Yeah, Bob, we have, absolutely. And the <laughs> problem we have is we, we can't sell them that particular set because we need it, you know, because they're so busy. Those sets are going back out. They're being rented all the time. But next year we hope to offer a facility where they can do that and where we will be selling off our, you know, our secondhand sets and new sets. So that's something for 2016 that we'll be bringing to market. 
well, that's, that brings up a, a real mental situation because we, you know, we need you, we want you, we gots to have you. And I think sometimes when you get a set, you just hate to you know, depart with it. So good for you. Yeah, great. Thanks a million, Bob. Appreciate it. All right, Tony. So if they go to your website, clubstohire.com, they can find out more information. We appreciate uh, spending some time with you and hearing about this great new company, clubstohire.com. Tony Judge, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. Thanks, Holly. Lovely, lovely to speak to you. All right. Great success. Uh, I love that, Dr. Bob. Hey, we both travel a lot, and there's nothing. It's just become such a nightmare to carry my golf bag around these days. Oh, it's unbelievable. I, you know, talk about a throwback. Remember Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, for those of you who are driving who happen to be uh, not a millennial. Of the age. uh, There used to be this series, Here Comes the Judge, Here Comes the Judge. And it sounds like Tony's doing a a pretty good job with his company, so kudos to him. All right, Dr. Bob, uh, we just have a few minutes left. Uh, We know you've got this great book out now. Um, Tell our listeners about it and where they can go get it because it's full of great stuff to uh, kind of adjust the conversation between your ears. Well, it is. It's mistake-free golf, first aid for your golfing brain. Uh, It's been published by St. Martin's Press. It's been out now just a little over a year it's a five-star good read. Uh, people, you know, love it. And I've talked about the nine most common mental mistakes that all golfers at all levels make. And it gives you very specific strategies and interventions to get out of your way. Just not only course management, self-management. And everyone who picks up the book says, wow, it's like having Dr. Bob Winters right there, you know, right there on paper and it's, you know, the best $24 that I've ever spent. So, you know, that's, that's really, and I think the biggest mistake that golfers make is just not taking advantage of this book. And they can get it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and the best retail book outlets. Or they can seek you out personally because you're right here at the David Ledbetter Academy. Dr. Bob has worked with some of the best players in the world, and uh, you're just such a nice guy. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, people come up to me and they say, well, you're very approachable, uh, but I'm, I'm a human and uh, I've played the game at every level and I understand how tough it is. And so when people talk to me, they just aren't talking to a psychologist. They're talking to a mental coach, a mental athlete. Well, we love you, Dr. Bob. Appreciate you spending some time with us. DrBobWinners.com, the Golf Insiders. We're out of here. Bye-bye.